0: He always behaves himself and uh, do the homework. Thanks for coming to the Son of Smiley podcast. My name is Ed Hill, and I am a stand-up comedian and the Son of Smiley. What you're about to hear are some stories about me, some stories about my dad, and some stories between my dad and I. So sit back, relax, and don't forget a smile. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Easter Monday, another episode of the Son of Smiley podcast. I just got back home from Denver, Colorado. I spent a weekend there doing shows at the Denver Improv Comedy Club. And I've been to Denver before, and I thought this time, you know, I'm going to be acclimated. No problem. So first day was fine. Second day, uh nosebleed nonstop. I had nosebleeds from Thursday all the way to Sunday morning when I got back. My friend who's lived there all her life, she recommended that I put Vaseline up my nose and I told her, you know what, I'm just going to lubricate my nose with my blood because I'd rather do that than have goop all up in my nose. Anyways, apparently that happens a lot with high altitudes. I didn't know that. Um, I was talking to another comic in the green room. he was telling me that some people fly into town and they have to go to the hospital due to altitude sickness, you know, where they would get nauseous, um, headaches and stuff like that. The only thing I noticed, other than the nonstop nosebleeds, um, was when I went shoe shopping at the factory outlets. Yes, I went shoe shopping. I may or may not have a problem, but that's for another story, let's just skim it off the top. When I went shoe shopping, um, I realized when I was walking around I was short of breath and I was thinking to myself, wow, Am I that obese and out of shape? I mean, I can definitely afford to lose a few pounds, but short of breath walking around looking at Nike shoes really isn't part of who I am. But anyways, I found out later it's because there's less oxygen at high altitudes, so it has nothing to do with my fatness, but I think I might go to the gym anyways, you know, just to be safe. Now, speaking of experiencing different things in different lands, I thought for today, I tell a story about a time when I went back to Taiwan and my dad and I got knocked over by a car while we were on a moped. The story takes place about when I was my mid-twenties. I was back in Taiwan mainly for the purpose of getting an eye surgery. That's for a different story. I promise that's coming up. Anyways, my dad and I were in Taipei City and the city is known for its mopeds. Cars are not as popular as you would think in a metropolis like that. They do have something that resembles a subway. It's called MRT, where it's a high-speed train that takes people places. Some people drive, typically the richer people, but a lot of people ride mopeds. Since the streets are designed for it and the area of the city is not as large as most North American cities, mopeds are a very convenient way to get around the city. And it's also really cheap to both buy it and fill up on gas and etc. So we're back in Taipei City. My dad hasn't been on a moped for a very long time. Um, he used to ride when he was young, and you know we usually take the public transit anyways. But this time, since I'm going for surgery, there's many things that needs to be done in an expeditive manner. So my dad decided, hey, let's borrow my uncle's moped and we'll take it to the place where I'm gonna get surgery. Now there's a number of pre-checkups I needed to do before the actual surgery date. So on the first trip to the clinic, my dad and I hop on a moped, and like any motorcycles, for a passenger to be on a moped, he's gonna have to sit in the back and hold on to the driver like they're in love. So I'm sitting in the back, and we're two grown men. My dad is no small dude on this tiny little machine. So, immediately I already thought, you know, this is not exactly safe when you have two giant male Homo sapiens on basically a hoverboard that is glorified with a tiny motor with vertical wheels. Anyways, it's tiny. So, I'm sitting on there. I got my helmet on, holding on to my dad, his waist. Um, not exactly a thing I want to do. So, we're weaving in and out of traffic, going through the city. The streets are super busy. Taipei has a huge population of people. There's cars everywhere, other mopeds, pedestrians, just random things happening all at the same time. I mean, it's not so bad that people don't follow traffic rules, but it's just so many people, so many vehicles at the same time that's overwhelming. So we're speeding past all these different things, and just before we get to the clinic, we had to go through this giant roundabout. Now, the roundabout is about four to five lanes, it's not just a one lane roundabout. There's about You know, five lanes of traffic going all the same time from the inner circle to the outer circle. And I have honestly no clue how it works. I don't really want to know how it works because I'm never going to be in that type of situation. But we're in there, you know, like fish who is going around in a water tornado, whatever you call those. I don't think they're called water tornadoes. But we're in there. So we're going around this circle and as we turn to make our way towards the exit we want to get to, I see this van next to us. And it's one of those Scooby-Doo vans, you know, those big vans that looks like a loaf of bread. So he's coming next to us, you know, following the flow of traffic as a circle, but he is way too close to us. So he's getting closer and closer as we make the turn in the circle. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, it's okay. He knows what he's doing. He's probably going to, you know, make a move and he's going to just flow away from us. This is how big of an idiot I am. You know, in the most dangerous situations, I think everything is flowers and pancakes. For some reason, I think those two things are the most safest things on the planet. Anyways, so we're making the turn. He's getting closer. In my mind, I'm like, ah, this is going to end up great. I'm going to have a great day. And as we make that final turn on the circle, I realized his wheel is about to touch my leg. And I was wearing shorts because the middle of summer, it's hot as hell. And immediately I panic. I tap my dad on his waist and I go, "Uh, something's going to happen. And obviously he didn't hear me. He just feel me tapping his leg. And as I did that, the van kind of slows down a little bit. Thank God the wheel didn't touch my leg. But the middle part where the doors are on the driver's panel nudged into my leg. And I was thinking, "Ah, my leg is broken. I'm dead. And he nudges so hard that we fell over. So we fall over on the side of the moped. My dad, you know, somehow broke the fall. Um, so we didn't get crushed. I mean, my leg was underneath the moped. So I had some scrapes and stuff like that. But turned out to be okay. The wheel didn't touch my leg. That was my biggest concern. Because that tire against my leg is going to it right up. So we get up. We pick the moped up. We're standing in the middle of this giant traffic circle everyone's wheezing by the van stops The guy gets out of the van and he's apologizing because he knew that he came too close he knocked us right over and so it's just this surreal moment where there's three grown men standing in the most busiest traffic circle on the planet and working things out so i'm standing there i have no clue what to do i'm bleeding um it's hot and my dad walks up to the guy he goes You don't want me to call the police, do you? And the other driver looks at my dad. He goes, no, I don't really want the police involved because it's going to get complicated. And, you know, they're going to give me a ticket. I don't want to do stuff like that. So my dad said, "Okay, how much money you got? So the guy takes out his wallet. He's looking through the bills he's got. And my dad said, just give me 200 bucks. I'm going to call it even. And I was like, oh, 200 bucks That's pretty good. You know, you know, there's no damage on the vehicles. I'm bleeding a little bit, but, you know, it's nothing a band-aid won't solve. 200 bucks is pretty good. You know, $200 Canadian, that's pretty good for something like this, for no damage. So the guy takes out 200 bucks, gives my dad, we hop on a moped, and we get to the clinic. Now, as we approach the clinic, I was thinking in my head about the $200. And I realized that the money that he gave to my dad was not the appropriate color. And plus we're in Taiwan, why would a guy give us $200 Canadian? I realize he has given my dad 200 bucks, Taiwanese dollar. And my dad has asked for $200, Taiwanese dollars. Which works out to be about 7 bucks in Canadian. $7. You can buy nothing with $7. But anyways, apparently that's how you solve problems in Taiwan. You take $7 and you walk away. And my dad found out later that when he fell, he actually fell on his camera, which was the device that broke her fall. So thank you, camera. Here's $7 for your hard work and sacrifice. Now, if you're wondering what stages I'm going to be standing up at instead of traffic circles in the upcoming weeks from April 27th to the 29th, I will be in Vancouver, British Columbia at Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. And from May 5th to 6th, I will be at the Drop Comedy Club in South Bend, Indiana. And from May 18th to the 20th, I will be at the Laugh Boston Comedy Club in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, for any upcoming dates, please visit my website at kingedhill.com. And that's this week's episode. I hope you had a wonderful Easter break. I'll see you again next week at the same time and the same place with a brand new story on being the sun of smiling.